Welcome to Becoming Mind Strong, the official podcast of Mind Strong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of Mind Strong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. Welcome to episode nine of Becoming Mindstrong, and today we're talking about the scale. This is one of those topics that we need to hear again and again and again. In fact, I'm going to suggest that you come back to this episode and listen and re-listen. In past episodes, we've talked about how our brains are literally wired. It is neuroscience. They are literally wired for the beliefs that we currently hold. So we've talked about it in the context of limiting beliefs. If you're walking around thinking, I've tried and failed a million times, this is never going to stick for me, or my whole family's overweight, I'm kidding myself thinking that I'm going to be any different, we have literally wired our brain to accept that as truth with a capital T. And the same can be said about this belief that the scale is the be-all, end-all when it comes to fat loss. We have been told and we have very often been sold the idea that that number on the scale is the most important indicator of if our weight loss journey is working. And here is the truth. The scale is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to fat loss. Let me say that again. The scale is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to fat loss. So before we dive too much into this topic, I want to give you an analogy to paint the picture of why this is. Let's say that you are practicing to increase your speed on a hundred meter dash. Okay. You're training to increase your time to run a faster hundred meter dash. You're going to run five, six days a week. So the first thing you do is you make sure you have the equipment. You make sure you're set up for success. You have the right clothes. Most importantly, you have the right running shoes. Those are a given. Now, Is it realistic to think that every single day that you get onto that track, your time is going to improve? Is it realistic to think that if you were to map out your times each day that week, it would look like an airplane taking off? It would be a completely linear path from point A to point B. The answer is no. That's just not how it works, right? There's going to be days where you don't eat enough before you run. There's going to be days you eat too much before you run. There's going to be days where you didn't sleep enough or you got too much sleep or there's hormones involved or your muscles are are tired. There's a million factors that go into what that day's run and therefore what that day's time look like. And if you're sitting there and judging your overall progress based on a day-to-day number, Pardon my French, you are setting yourself up for a major, major mindfuck. And the same thing is true with the scale. We need to gauge. We need to see that our progress is working. But just like with that 100-meter dash, doing it on a day-to-day basis is going to cause frustration times a million. With that run, with that 100-meter dash... Yes, we want to see that we're making progress, but we don't do that by looking at our time each day. We monitor by looking at that week. Did my week's time improve? Maybe even two weeks. In the past two weeks, have I improved? Now, if you see that your time is not improving over a longer set period of time to monitor, 
then we have to go back and look at the logistics. Maybe you have to tweak your shoes. Maybe you have to tweak your form. That's when we dig in. But it's not, well, Monday my time was this, and Tuesday it was two seconds slower, so that means I have to start all over. It's not working. That's not how we monitor progress. We, we look at the bigger picture, understanding that on a day-to-day basis, there's more factors involved. And that is where we're going to start this discussion with the scale. If you are getting on the scale every single day, and seeing that increase, decrease, increase, decrease that is bound to happen, you are setting yourself up for the same mindfuck. The scale, hear my words right now, the scale is always going to fluctuate. And I'm not talking fluctuate half a pound here and there. I'm talking fluctuate anywhere from one to six pounds overnight. I'm going to say that again. The scale will always fluctuate anywhere from one to six pounds overnight. I have literally seen with myself where I get on the scale the night before and then get on the scale in the morning and it has gone up six pounds. We need to understand that the amount of food that I would have needed to eat overnight to gain six pounds is, is more than I could have consumed without throwing up. It's just, it's not a reality. There are so many factors that go into that number in, on that scale. Things like if you had a big meal the night before, if you had a lot of salt, if you did a heavy workout, if you've gone to the bathroom or not, if you're retaining water, if you're bloated, all of these things make that number fluctuate. And that's not, that's not a cop-out. That is science. That's how our bodies work. But the problem is this. The problem is that we monitor every day, right? We get on that scale every morning. And we see, oh my God, the scale went up two pounds. I gained two pounds since yesterday. So then we start our diet. We start our our diet and we stick to it and we're doing so well. And three days later we get on the scale and now the scale's gone up another pound. And we say, holy shit, this is just not working. I've been so good for three days and I gained a pound. How is that even possible? And we quit. And then we give it some time. We set an arbitrary date of when we're going to start again. And on and on the hamster wheel we go. The first thing we need to understand is that that scale is always going to fluctuate. And if you are looking at that number on a daily basis, and if you're seeing that one to six pound fluctuating and deciding that that means you, what you were doing is not working, you are setting yourself up for failure every single time. That is a huge statement to internalize. That is a huge statement to listen to again and again until your brain is rewired. The scale is always going to fluctuate. I don't care if you're trying to lose 20 pounds or if you're trying to gain five. That number is always going to fluctuate on a daily basis. And as long as you are looking at it every single day and expecting it not to, you are setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for those limiting beliefs of it's never going to work for me. You're setting yourself up for frustration and you are setting yourself up for the biggest mindfuck involved in fat loss. Now, all of that said, this scale can be an important tool, right? Just like that 100 meter dash, we have to monitor. We have to make sure that this is working in some way. The issue with the scale is not that the scale is evil or the scale is the devil. The issue with the scale is that its purpose is not to monitor on a day-to-day basis. It's to look at our long-term results. Now, before we get too much into how often to get on the scale, let's recognize that there are other ways to monitor progress besides the scale. We all know when we're honest with ourselves, we know if we're losing or gaining weight. You can feel it, 
right? You feel it in how your clothes fit. You feel it in your energy. You feel it in, in how your body feels when you look in the mirror or you just pay attention to it throughout the day. Those are all very accurate measures of what's going on. They're not as exact, but we can feel it. We know if we're losing or gaining weight. That's step one. If we want to be more meticulous, we can also take body measurements. That's another option that, that's open to us. It can take longer to see the progress, but it's also more detailed than simply going by how our clothes fit. All that said, there is a place for the scale. It's just not on a day-to-day basis. Now, the logical next question is, well, how often should I be tracking then? And the answer is it's really personal. It comes down to your mindset, right? I know people who can get on once a week with the understanding that that number is not the be-all end-all and we're just doing it to monitor. They can get their once a week number, they can jot it down, they can move on with their life. I know other people who even once a week can't fully accept that that number is not the be-all end-all. So if they see at the end of the week that it's gone up two pounds, they're going to get right back into this mental spiral. So for someone like that, I'm going to suggest every two weeks. The bigger picture is this. The thing you need to understand is this so you can make the decision of what works best for you. When we talked about the 100-meter dash, we talked about the big picture, right? We don't care if your time is necessarily going up every single day, but we want to look back at the end of a week or the end of two weeks and see that we're making overall progress. And to do that, we need the right tools. We needed the right clothes. We needed the right running shoes. This is the same for your weight loss journey. There are parts of the weight loss journey that are flat out math and science. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your weight. It doesn't matter anything else except that you're following the rules of fat loss. And the rules of fat loss say that you have to be eating less calories than you burn in a day. We call that being in a caloric deficit. We talk about it at length in episode one of Becoming Mind Strong. If you need a refresher, go back and re-listen to that. If you know, you've gotten with a coach or you figured it out on your own, if you know that you are in a caloric deficit, it will work. I'm going to repeat that again. There's a lot of repeating in this episode because we need to hear this stuff. If you are in a caloric deficit and you are using all the tools, you know that, that what you're eating in a day is equal to what you're putting down in my fitness pal or your food journal, whatever you're using. If you are doing this correctly, it will work. We can't control how fast, we can't control what parts of your body's body you lose fat from, but if you're doing it correctly, if you have the right tools, it will work with time and consistency. The scale's purpose is to do a check-in. It's that after three weeks, you can go on the scale and say, okay, yeah, there's been a lot of fluctuating throughout, throughout these weeks, But looking back on where I was at the start of the month versus where I am now near the end of the month, I see some progress. And I'm using three weeks as a very, very general example. Sometimes you might not see progress for a month, right? It's not an exact science in terms of when it's going to happen. The point of this podcast today is not to tell you how many times in a week or how many times in a month you should be getting on the scale. The point of this is for you to understand that if you're looking at it every day, that is not indicative of what's actually going on. The point of the scale is to monitor long-term results. So for you, if you can look at it once a week and understand that a little fluctuation is normal, do it once a week. If for you that number is is every two weeks, then do it every two weeks. For you, if it's once a month, then do it that way. It's a quick little check-in to say, yeah, okay, I, I really am hitting my numbers as accurately as I think, and then keep going on with time and consistency. For me personally, I very, very rarely step on a scale. 
it's easier for me because I've done this longer. So I trust the process, but I know when I'm in a caloric deficit, it's going to work. I don't care if I get on the scale every two weeks or every month because I trust the process. And I know right now I'm in a deficit, so it's working. I don't care what that number says today or tomorrow because it's working. And that takes a little longer. That takes trusting the process, which comes from experience. But the way that you build that trust is by not quitting. And that is the problem with the scale. The problem with the scale is that we've spent so many years watching that normal fluctuation, watching that one to six pounds up and down. And every time we see that happen, we think we're doing something wrong. We think I'm destined to never get this right. I'm destined to never lose weight. And we quit and we're right back to square one. And this comes down to one, getting educated, which is what we're here to do today. And two, a mindset shift. If the scale fluctuates, there is nothing wrong with you. If the scale fluctuates, that does not mean that it is not working. If the scale fluctuates, it means you are a normal human being who maybe got more sleep than usual last night or didn't get enough sleep last night or ate more salt yesterday than usual or hasn't gone to the bathroom yet or is retaining water or has something going on with your hormones in that in that moment. It doesn't matter what it is. The only thing that matters is time and consistency. So here is your job. There's a few steps to this. First and foremost, make sure you're in a caloric deficit. You can do it by getting a coach who will do it for you and teach you the process. You can do it by doing some research into the math behind it. Doesn't matter how you do it. It's personal preference. It's if you're ready to invest in yourself. It's if you're more of a do-it-yourselfer. Make sure you're in a caloric deficit. It is literally the only way to lose fat. As we've talked about in past episodes, if you do it with shakes, if you do it with with frozen meals, if you do it with point systems, it doesn't matter. They're all doing the same thing and that's putting you in a caloric deficit. It's the only way to lose fat. Step one is get in a caloric deficit and be confident that you are. If you're working with a good coach, you can have that confidence because we know how to do this and we will make sure you are. Second thing, make sure you're drinking enough water. We're going to do a whole other podcast on water, but the more water you drink, the more your body releases, which means that when you see that fluctuation from water weight, it is not fat. It is your body holding on to water because it's not getting enough. Get in a caloric deficit, drink enough water, and most importantly, time and consistency. If you quit every time you see that scale fluctuate, it is physically impossible for you to be successful. If you make the mindset shift of that scale is always going to fluctuate. It doesn't matter that it went up two pounds today when it was down one yesterday. It doesn't matter. That is part of the process. The only thing I need to do is stick with my caloric goals and give it time and be consistent and have faith in the process. The more you do this, the more the trust in the process becomes easier because you have experience under your belt. But until then, rest assured that caloric deficit plus plenty of water plus time and consistency is the recipe, pun intended because we're talking about health and fitness, it is the recipe for success and it works every single day time. So make the mindset shift right now. You can write it down. You can write a contract to yourself. You can say it out loud, whatever you need to do. Stop weighing yourself every day. If that helps you stop weighing yourself once a week, if that helps you, whatever you need to do logistically, the biggest takeaway is that this is a mindset shift. The number on the scale will fluctuate. It doesn't mean it's not working. What matters is being in a caloric deficit, giving it time and consistency and trusting the process. 
For more information on MindStrong Fitness, visit www.mindstrongfitness.com.